Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Mosque of America. Um, can I have everybody come forward just a little bit? Makes us feel nice and cozy, and then the khatiba doesn't feel all alone. Perfect. I like to get comfy. Wonderful. Thank you, ladies. So my name is Raida Nuhu, um, and I am the new director of operations for the Women's Mosque of America. Um, I'm working on a lot of cool projects, kind of like one, one of them being getting all of our media and our sound up and running so that um, all of our congregants that can't be here physically will still have access um, to the wonderful katibas and their khutbas and their messages. Um, so stay tuned for some more exciting stuff that we're working on. So for those of you who are new, I will repeat our ground rules and policies. At the Women's Mosque of America, we celebrate and respect the differences of opinion within our vast religion and we believe that our community's diversity is a beautiful sign of mercy from God. We're an inclusive, middle ground space that welcomes all Muslims from every sect, background, school of thought, and level of religious practice. We also invite our interfaith sisters from all religious backgrounds to join us as observers, participators, and supporters. We have a come-as-you-are dress code policy, and that means everyone is welcome to, to come dressed as they normally do outside of the mosque. Today, our Friday Jummah prayer service will be run as usual. Immediately after Jummah is over, we offer an optional congregational four-rakah prayer for those who wish to participate. The reason for this addition in our service is to be more inclusive of those who have a different opinion on the matter of prayer and to provide an environment in which all our congregate members feel comfortable, welcomed, and that their religious beliefs are respected. For those who need to exit during this time, please be sure to keep the main hall quiet while people are still praying. Finally, we will end with our question and answer circle, discussion circle with our imam, um, and Trevina will be back to moderate for us today. On our table in the back, where the lovely Amy is at this moment, we have clay turbas for our Shia sisters, modern Eid prints of our banners for $8, and 100% of those profits do come to our mosque. We have English translations of the prayer for you to follow along, and our new sign-up sheets where you can sign up for our newsletter to receive announcements and let us know how you'd like to get involved with the mosque. 
You can also let us know if you're a new Muslim. Um, our new converts event went really well, and we plan to have more of those. If you are signed up on our email list but not receiving our newsletter, um, go ahead when you're in your inbox. Make sure that you're checking under the promotions tab. Sometimes the email will go to spam or to promotions, and you can just drag it over into your inbox, um, and that way you'll always get it in your inbox. We do announce the date, location, and khatiba in our newsletter, so you want to make sure um, that you have access to that. Our next Jummah will be on December 16th, and we will be announcing the khatiba and topic in our next newsletter. Please RSVP for babysitting, even if you are a regular. Um, it does help us plan for logistics and help our Jummahs to run more smoothly. Right now, I want everybody to do something for me. I want you to get out your cell phone. Take out your cell phone. This is the only time today I'm going to ask you to do that. Take out your cell phone, and I want you to write a new text message, new text message, with the word at, the at symbol, best mosque. At symbol, best mosque. And you're going to send that to the number 81010. So the message is at best mosque, and the number is 81010. What that is is our text group, and I only send out, it's me, by the way, you're going to get texts from me, I only send out reminders um, of our Jummah. So the week of Jummah, you'll get a text from me saying, hey, if you haven't told us that you're coming, tell us that you're coming. Um, and then before co-ed events as well. We do have a CPR certified babysitter today in the cafeteria behind me, free of charge, but of course we do accept and love donations. Super Smash Buns will be here afterwards um, at 2 o'clock at their new discounted price, and they're delicious, and they donate 10% of their proceeds to our mosque, so please be sure to go and get some yummy food and support them and us. Uh, last week, we did a survey, um, and there was unanimous support for our decision to record and publish the audio from our Q&A discussion circles, um, so we will be doing that today. If you do not want your voice included, please let me know, and we'll make sure to edit you out. We do understand um, as well that different feelings, emotions, questions, and concerns may be triggered during specific khutbas and during the reflection circle, or even on the drive here, um, particularly today. So if you find yourself triggered or in need of social or emotional support, please do reach out. Um, we have a couple of different ways that you can do that. You can reach out in person by finding one of our staff members and asking us for more information. You can leave your name and contact information on the back table. You can send us an email at info at And we also have contact information for local mental health services on our back table as well. Please do donate. That's one more thing we have on our back table. We have roughly $7,000 left to raise for our second year budget. Um, and that has to do with hiring on new people like myself um, so that we are able to stay sustainable in the long run. Lastly, if you or a friend or family member experience any incidents of discrimination or hate crimes, um, either already or in the coming months, please, please, I encourage you to contact CARE. C-A-I-R, the Council on American-Islamic Relations. Um, they will document your case, and they're building a national profile of where they need to do the most work. So even if you don't want to pursue any legal action, it's just really important to let CARE know about every single incident 
no matter how minor, um, so that they can continue to do the best possible work to serve the community. So that's care.com, C-A-I-R.com. Um, and the phone number, if anybody wants to write that down, is 714-776-1847. So at this time, I ask that you please turn off your cell phones. There is no video recording allowed at any time, as we only allow our own videographers to film for our YouTube and iTunes channels. And if you do not um, wish to be photographed, please feel free at any time to go up to our balcony section. Um, we do encourage you to post on social media after Jimma is over and quote your favorite parts of the chutbah to encourage your friends to join us in the future. With that, um, those are all my announcements. I get to now make the most exciting part of my little moment here, um, which is to introduce you to our Hatiba, Farah Khan. Um, and she's sitting right over there. I'm very excited. Safara has worked extensively with many community organizations to host events, collaborate on efforts, provide support. She founded a children's interfaith group called First Drops in 2011, which provides children ages 5 to 13 and their families with opportunities to visit churches, synagogues, mosques, uh, and temples throughout Orange County to build a better understanding of one another. The group partners with a local church every fourth Sunday of the month to feed the homeless population in Santa Ana. And Farah has always enjoyed working with the community. She started by volunteering at her children's school and several nonprofits, where she committed to being an active PTA member and has since served on the PTA board of her elementary school um, at the elementary and middle school level. Excuse me. She served as PTA president for three terms at her son's elementary school and on the PTA board at the middle school. She is currently serving on the school site council at the high school. So greatly involved in education as well. She and her husband are also legacy partners with the Irvine Public School Foundation. One of Farah's joys has also been serving on the steering committee for the Irvine Global Village Festival for the past six years. She is a proud CERT Community Emergency Response Team volunteer with the Irvine Police Department, a program she highly recommends for every resident and business of Irvine. Farah currently serves as the executive director of the Newport Mesa Irvine Interfaith Council, and she finds great pride in working with the faith communities, not only for dialogue, but also to discuss social and economic issues facing Irvine, Newport Beach, and Costa Mesa. Farah was appointed as a community services commissioner in 2014. And during her time as commissioner, she was the only commissioner who took the time to get to know the city parks, open spaces, land development, amenities, and employees. She was an advocate for sufficient park space, and Farah just ran for Irvine City Council in the 2016 election as a first-time candidate and is proud to have placed fourth out of 11 candidates in a hard-fought race. Just a quick note, all political ex opinions expressed by our Khatibas are solely their own and are not to be viewed as representative of the Women's Mosque of America. And with that being said, I'm very excited. Please help me to welcome... Farah Khan. Assalamu alaikum. Peace be upon you all. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah. 
Praise is due to God. We seek God's help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in God from the evil within ourselves and the consequences of our evil deeds. Whoever God guides will never be led astray, and whoever God leads astray will never find guidance. I bear witness there is no God but God, alone without any partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad is God's servant and God's messenger. You who believe, be mindful of God, as is God's due, and make sure you devote yourselves to God, to your dying moment. Um, just like um, Raida mentioned, just wanted to make clear that uh, opinions shared today are my own and not that of the Women's Mosque of America. I'm so honored to be here today because as someone who just lost a hard-fought election in Irvine for city council, filled with hate and bigotry, I also bore the burden, like many of you, of dealing with our country's new leadership. Personally, I wanted to run because I was tired of helping others behind the scenes and felt used as I waited my turn. I don't know if you guys have heard this before, but waited your turn basically means you're not going to run. It's not your time. It's a way to suppress newer candidates from um, running for office. I believed in having a council that represented the city of Irvine of today, not yesterday. A family-friendly city, a safe city, a city of innovation, and a diverse city. I was up against three major opponents during my campaign. A current council member who wanted to plant her candidate, another Muslim candidate that claimed I had terrorist ties and was anti-Israel, and of course the rest of the 11 candidates running. But throughout the year, about a year and a half or so, I jumped over hurdles and through hoops. After not waiting my turn, I knew I had to push even harder. When many said I couldn't raise the funds, I proved them wrong and came up in the top two in June of 2015 and December of 2015 and came up in the top one in um, June of 2016. When many said I couldn't get the votes because of my name, no one's going to vote for a Farah Khan. I decided to run for central committee in the primaries and got over 16,500 votes. Then came the party endorsement. They said I had no chance. So our campaign flexed its muscles and did everything that we needed to do 
to ensure that I got the party's endorsement. Out of the four Democrats running, all three who had previously run before, I was a newbie and still earned 70% of the votes to get that endorsement. However, during the last month of the campaign, I was hit with a smear campaign by the other Muslim candidate. I was opposed by the sitting council member who decided to go against the party's endorsement and endorsed a weaker candidate to divide my votes. And then, of course, um, came the developers. Push polls were being done to determine who stood where, and when I came up in the top two, the opposition decided to funnel $60,000 against me. And then a week later, added another $10,000 in negative ads. By that time, I didn't have the funds to respond back. And out of 11 candidates, one being the incumbent, one who ran two times previously, and one who was supported by the incumbent, I came in a strong fourth with over 6,000 votes, um, more than the next person behind me. I think that sent a message out loud and clear. It's not your name, it's not your religion, it's who you are as a person. I'll share with you um, a story. A companion of the Prophet, peace be upon him, Abu Abbas, Abdullah bin Abbas, reported, one day I was riding behind the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, when he said, young man, I will teach you some words. Be mindful of God, and God will take care of you. Be mindful of God, and you shall find God at your side. If you ask, ask of God. If you need help, seek it from God. Know that if the whole world were to gather together in order to help you, they would not be able to help you except if God had written it so. And if the whole world were to gather together in order to harm you, they would not harm you except if God had written it so. The pens have been lifted and the pages are dry. I'm at peace with my results. However, the national election is a totally different story. After the election results came in, I wanted to be strong and move forward. But somehow I felt helpless at the hands of voters, some like you and me, some not like us, each having their own reason and thought behind what had happened. And so I let my emotions go through their cycles. There was denial, despair, anger, and finally hope. I'm no psychologist, but these are the four cycles I went through, and I'd like to share some of these experiences that came with these emotions. The denial. My friends were practically fighting with one another with ways that the announcement of our new president would, could, and should be changed. I have friends that are Democrats, Republicans, some that were supporting Stein, some supporting Johnson, and some that felt disenfranchised to even vote. The conversations about electoral vote versus the popular vote would not end. On Facebook, graphs and pie charts revealing who voted which way created even more friction. Each conversation seemed to end with, if somehow, or just get over it. Then came the despair. The common thread was, our world as we know it will end. People were discussing where to move to, Canada, New Zealand, I pick Spain. <laughs> they have a good soccer team. <laughs> but 
because this didn't feel like home anymore. As news after news of hate crimes came in against people of color, Muslims, and other marginalized groups, fear began to grow. We were told not to go outside, to go in groups, be aware of our surroundings. Real threats were being made to people, and as a mother, I too became worried. I asked my children every day after school, did you see anything? Are you hearing anything? For a couple of days, I took a blanket, curled up on my couch, and stayed there. I didn't want to answer the phone, didn't want anyone coming over. I just felt helpless. The anger. Then came calls for protests. On one side, my friends were angry. They would not stand for a man who had called them by many inappropriate names, said he would deport them, ban them, and build a wall to keep them out. On the other side, there were some that said the liberals were being babies and should work to unite under our new leadership, that the things he said, he wouldn't really do. And I became angry because some of my friends were seeing the racist writings on the wall, having their headscarves being pulled off. They were told they were going to be banned, deported, and hanged. Yet some of my friends didn't see it that way. They didn't understand that the fear, the pain, the anger was real, not just because Donald Trump was elected president, but because his campaign allowed others to act out on his words and think it was okay. People took to the streets in protests, and it felt good. Some made it sound like a bad thing, but it wasn't. It felt good to be among people who felt the same fear, pain, and anger. Conversations began on how to take action and how to protect one another. Talk of policies and laws ensued. The idea of safety pins and safe places were shared. These protests were good. They were healthy, and they were much needed. Soon enough, the Muslim mom groups that I'd reached out to to help me on my campaign that wouldn't respond started calling and reaching out and asking to be trained on the political system and how they could become more engaged. There's hope. Today, I stand before you with hope. There's always hope. Share with you from Surah Bakra. It may be that you dislike a thing while it is good for you, and it may be that you love a thing while it is evil for you, and God knows while you do not. Our fight is for justice. The majority of us have been complacent for too long, and though we may dislike what is happening, it may be good for us. From another quote, Verily, God does not change a people's condition unless they change their inner selves. In the next half of the khutbah, I will discuss, discuss why and how we can change our condition. I have said what I have said. May God forgive all of us. Alhamdulillah. All praise and thanks are due to God alone. I accept the fact that only 57.9% of voters voted this November. That's a little over half the people that could actually vote. And of that 57.9%, 47.3% voted for Trump. 
That's less than half of who voted. Many who voted for him state they wanted a change. They were tired of being denied the right to live a worthy life. They didn't care for the current establishment. I accept that, and I understand that, and I respect that. However, that doesn't mean that we, as Latinos, African Americans, Muslims, Jews, LGBTQ, special needs, don't have a struggle before us. We do. Whether we dislike the outcome of the election or like it, we have work to do. We need to make sure our family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers understand that our government is by the people, for the people, only when there is involvement from the people. So let's get involved. And I'm not asking you to just learn about the candidates and vote. Now is the time to understand the government. Take part in policymaking. Get in touch with your local elected officials and start a conversation. Become a person and not just a number on some statistic graph. So here's my biggest ask. Run for office. We can't rely on others. We can't support others, but we need to be running ourselves. Whether it's as a delegate, central committee member, water board, community college, school district, city council, assembly, senate, congress, whatever your interest might be, get in there. Don't tell me you don't have time, because I thought I didn't have time, but I made the time. I've got two boys, 15 and 12, then I have two foster boys that are 9 and 10. My husband and I run a restaurant and catering company. I'm the executive director of our interfaith council. I sit on several boards. I manage my children's soccer games, social activities, and special events. But I ran. I'll share with you a specific day in my campaign when people say that it takes a lot. Yeah, it does. But then you have to think, can I give of myself for a better tomorrow? Yeah, you can. So 7.30 a.m., I was expected at the Rotary Club meeting. Got my heels on, got my blazer on. 9.30 a.m., I had to drop off my middle schooler. Heels are off, blazer is off. He doesn't like that at school. 10 a.m., I met with a mom's group to talk about the importance of child care needs in the city. 11.30, I had precincts to walk, going door to door, talking to people about issues. 3 p.m., be back at home for the kids. 4.30, I was expected at UCI campus for a student meeting. Got those heels back on. 6.30, I was sitting in my car making fundraising calls in a shopping plaza because 8 p.m., I was meeting a donor at a coffee shop who wanted to hand over a $50 check to me personally, and host a meet and greet. You never say no when someone wants to meet you personally, no matter how small or big the check is. You make that time. I came home, took off my shoes, and realized I hadn't eaten all day. The coffee I had wasn't feeling so great in my stomach. But there were many times, while at events, when I would get my plate of food and not be able to touch it, because I had an hour or so to meet with people and get them to do three things. Support me financially, vote for me, or help me with my campaign. That was the goal of each event. Get one of the above and make it worthwhile. I was only able to do it because I believe when there is a will, God creates a way. All I can offer you today is that if you have the will to run, to make a difference, 
I promise I will provide you with the guidance and training necessary to start. Let this election be the reason that propels you to action. But maybe this isn't for you, and that's okay too. Maybe you can help someone who is running. Maybe you can make those phone calls, walk the precincts, organize the data. There's always something to do. If campaigns aren't your thing at all, no problem. Find out what you're passionate about, whether it's the environment, whether it's safety, whether it's education. Find out who's working on these policies and get involved. We are responsible for our future. So let's do our future generations a favor and get involved today. Take action and be the change that you want to see in the world. God commands justice, doing good, and generosity towards relatives, and God forbids what is shameful, blameworthy, and oppressive. God teaches you so that you may take heed. I pray that we all find our way towards hope. I pray that we all look out for one another and protect one another by standing up in the face of injustice. I pray that we come together to build stronger communities wherever we may live. I pray God softens the hearts of our newly elected and appointed leadership and provides them with the guidance to be just. Wakim Nasala, perform the prayer. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. Haya la salah. Haya la falah. Qad qamad as-salah. Qad qamad as-salah. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, la ilaha illallah.